right, and we're here on episode three of Chilled Podcast. I'm your host once more here, Eugene Caffin, alongside my good and excellent friend, Joey Ray. How are you doing over there, Joey? I'm doing excellent and great as always, Eugene. Uh, excellent as always. So, man, this week I've had a crazy up and down story of just absolute mayhem. Man, I was there, and holy shit, I just could not believe what the fuck we had to go through this week. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was just all sorts of BS. Like, I've just had... And and you as well. You're not exempt from this, but you know we've just no, had not, all the. No, no, I've I've had a lot of BS myself. Yeah, we've had all but... sorts of computer problems. So for people that like games and computers, <laughs> we seem to have like all of the problems. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> oh man, and I'll tell you, learning more about computers, like it doesn't alleviate the problems. It actually just gives you more problems. Yeah, it does. You know, it just gives you more <laughs> things that you need to test. We're like, oh, I just learned about this particular thing. Maybe that's what yeah, the exactly. problem is. And then you find it and then, <laughs> you know, it's not. It's just something simple. Yep. You something know, else. Something something really, really simple that should never work, but it does. So, Eugene, let's get into specifics, man. Yeah, um, let's get into spe- specifics. So, first of all, um, I was having a lot of internet troubles this week. All right. Kind, yeah. of, kind of easy fix. However, it was a really frustrating fix is that my modem just decided when it was going to turn itself off yep just <laughs> it was like hmm. you know i know that my users in the middle of like uh streaming all this data it's pro- probably a game or something who knows mm-hmm. boom yep <laughs> no to you. <laughs> yeah i think i think i just need to you know turn everything off turn wi-fi mm-hmm. off and make oh, yeah, sure classic. that they're really connected this time um mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's pretty much what was going on, and it was so bullshit. And we had the like the tech person on the phone for a while. They were actually really good. On um, my props to like to the um, to the Telstra uh, tech technician who was talking to us. She was just really good. Took us through like um, you know all this all the troubleshooting steps, and you know basically said yeah your modem's mm. your modem's pretty burned, um, and just sent us a new one. Problem being is that um, we have a, a public holiday this week, and yes, remembering our fallen ancestors. Yeah, remembering our fallen ancestors, lest we forget. Um, and the problem being is that while I'm, you know, in revel for our heroes, I can't yep. actually go get my modem from the post office. <laughs> So I have to wait. <laughs> Why would you, you be able to do that? Yeah, I know. So anyway, so I have to wait till the next day to get it, uh, and then I'm like pretty nervous because I've been like seeing things on the internet that you know the doomsayers that say, you know, of all of these modems are all these modems are fucked. You know, you can't get one that yep, works. Yep, 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 yep. But you know, plug it in, works just fine. Been working for you know a few days now, and no, no issues. So, man, can I just confirm that mm-hmm. on Anzac Day, yep, the one day set aside for us to really enjoy um, the fact that we live in a free country and our ancestors fought and died for us, lest we forget, uh-huh. you spent your entire Anzac Day not playing video games. Yep. <laughs> that's exactly oh, man, right. That sucks. I, I, <laughs> I, can't enjoy, I can't enjoy the freedoms that, you know, that, that these people sacrificed themselves for. Um, I had to like do things, you know, like socialize and, 
you know. Oh, lame. Yeah, it was really, oh, dude. I should have just, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's it. that's exactly what I'm telling you. Um, troubles don't stop there, there, Joey. Once I get my internet back, no, that... what's the first thing I want to do? I think you want to load up World of Warcraft and check and check the AH. Yeah, I that's exactly what I wanted to do. Wanted to load up some World of Warcraft to Heroes of the Storm. Seeing as we, you know, fixed up my graphic situation last time, right? We had, you know, everything down. Yep, but... everything down. <clears throat> Brand new rig, like you know, yeah. nice and everything's all nice and well put together. We have picked all, all the right components. Should uh-huh. be powerful enough. Should be good enough. Should be good enough. Because what happens? Uh, guess what happens? Yep, it's absolute shit house. Um, yeah. Yep. It was jumpy. It was going between 109 frames, you know, between 100 frames per second and then two frames a second randomly, it seems. Mm-hmm. You get glimpses and it'd be two seconds and it's beautiful. You see the landscape. Yep. You see the heroes of World mm-hmm. of Warcraft, you know. The you're, vistas. You're on your flying mount flying around Dalaran and all of a sudden, you know, you see the true beauty of Dalaran. <laughs> And then you see two frames a second for the ne- for the next minute. Beautiful two frames a second. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like bugging, you know, absolutely well, boggling is, my mind. Because this is after Eugene. This is after we spent what all of last Friday and last Saturday uh-huh. just screwing with voltages. We screwed with vol- We screwed with frequencies. We screwed with the, the advanced settings. Yep, yep. All of the settings that, like, like, you know, for people that are tr- that are truly trying to optimize to get, you know, like 4K, mm-hmm. 10, you know, like type stuff, and it still yep. wasn't working. So, you no. know, I was ready to like throw in the towel. Um, yeah, me but... too. I was, I was like, <laughs> how is this not working? This is impossible. Yeah. So we did some testing around. Joey brought over yep. some of his graphics cards that he wanted to test. We did a whole mm-hmm. like testing session last night to try and you know see what worked and what didn't. So it turns out my we graphics card. We did everything. We did everything. Pl- you know, I plugged in and out like graphics cards about five or six times, um, mm-hmm. and then when it came time to put everything back in its place, we did. And I plugged my graphics card back in, and I was like, "Well, we tried everything else. Let's just see how it runs now." So I loaded up, mm-hmm. tested on a benchmark. And it is beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is just beautiful, and and just the sex, right? It's just yeah. like having yeah. sex with a woman. Yeah, the absolute the levels are beautiful. Yeah, the absolute visual sex, and I, yeah. I was just like, "What the hell's going on? Why is it like this? Yeah. What's happening?" Same graphics card, same yep. system, same system. same software. Yep, nothing else has changed. So I'm just Except like that works. It's yeah, it, it works now. I know we did the mystical rain dance. Everything worked mm-hmm. out, um, but then uh, so I go to load up games. Games are, games are great. All the games are beautiful. Wow, it's beautiful. Yeah, you know. I remember. Then, so I load up Heroes of the Storm, and I pick a character that I know has like high visual graphics effects, like Ragnaros or or Falstad. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, all right, done and dusted. Time to like enjoy my computer, yeah. So I put like the case yeah. back on the side, you know, put it back where it's meant to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then I'm playing, and all of a sudden it just starts to completely fuck up again. You know, it just starts to fuck. Up. I'm like, 
what the hell is going on? I haven't changed anything. You were working beautifully and it was back to like normal. And this was the point where I was just like about, you know, I was ready to rip my hair out. And then, (laughs) and then you came up with the most ridiculous idea. I did. So essentially the only thing that Eugene had changed in between it not working and it working, the only thing he changed, same hardware, same software, same everything. Mm-hmm. All he did was he stood it upright. Yep, that's all. So I did. I'm like, man, just try putting it on its side. It's it's the only other thing that it was. And it was so funny because Ragnaros, he was spinning Ragnaros in Heroes of the Storm because we all spin the heroes like forever. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's just it's what like you the do. fun mini game in Heroes of the Storm. It is. Um, he's he's like they're spinning Ragnaros, and then he puts the computer on his side, and then he put spins Ragnaros again, and it's perfect. Yep, it's like the exact same game session, and suddenly, suddenly, boom! It was perfect. Yep, it was. was like, it was like magic. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even. I can't even fathom what the difference is between on its side and vertically. Yeah, dude. So no, this is I a public no service announcement. This is a public service announcement. It is <laughs> to everybody who might be having graphical issues. Um, in particular, our system is a Radeon system. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyone if you have, radio. if you have uh, graphics issues and it's just confounding you, and you've looked through all the forums and nothing's working, try lying the computer on its side. Yep. Just put it on its side. <laughs> it is. It is the magic. It is just absolute magic. <laughs> magic. I. I'm. A, you know. I know physics. I know things about how this world is meant to be, but yep. it cannot explain why you just put it on its side it has something to do with gravity and the connections and the physical yep. makeup of this particular machine but just put it on its side and everything will be good and and you'll live your best life yeah essentially um you have to orient it so that gravity is pulling the card into the socket it doesn't make sense yeah absolutely like not. actually it doesn't make sense at all because it's screwed in anyway so yeah, yeah whatever it's screwed in and put in but, but it just that's just what's going on you know what it, it needs to be horizontal mm-hmm. <laughs> it, just, it just prefers so, that orientation eugene how are you enjoying your new footrest your new steel footrest yeah it's good <laughs> it's really good <laughs> it's very expensive um <laughs> so yeah, it's tough it's we have tough solved eugene's graphics issues and yeah. i'm really happy about that yeah Graphics issues are solved. I'm enjoying. I finally got to enjoy some good uh, Heroes of the Storm games. Um, yesterday, yeah. I had some double Shimada Brothers action, and um, got a lot of the Shimada Brothers. Yep, it was, dude. It was the best. It was just, it was just great. Arrow into Dragon Blade. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> that's the best combo. <laughs> yep, it was good. You know, Arrow play of the game, Dragon Blade, all the all the things. Just the just the Shimada. Oh yeah, the play of the game. I remember that. that was... Mm. like bam play the game that was like, oh, so good yep it was really good it was really good anyway so I've been doing that um, and I had a, a dab into some um, alpha testing for World of Warcraft Battle for Azeroth I uh, I have no idea why I was invited but I was I imagine it's like a you know, we invite as many people as we can from the public but um, I downloaded no, I think it's because we have a podcast <laughs> we're yeah. like we're like VIPs because we're, we're podcasters. I don't think we quite have a media pass yet. 
<laughs> I know, still, man. I still think we need to earn our stripes a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like third episode. We're, we're ready. We're ready. Yeah, totally, totally. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I tried that out for a little bit. Um, and what's really funny, the one thing that you know I have an appreciation for um, now that I've like had a dabble into um, software development is um, whenever they don't want to show you something, they give you like a little text box that describes what happens. And it's, yep. it's really funny. Like I'll finish a quest and then all that'll say is awesome cutscene on the screen before it you know yep. gets me to do my next part. So yep. yeah, it's just really funny. <laughs> it's awesome cutscene right there. Yep, awesome cutscene. That's what's going on. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that uh, that about so, does it for me, man. What's been what's been happening yeah. to you? So for me this week, I had my first look at Deckard Kane, which was kind of cool. Oh yeah, right, right. I got to put my gems yeah. into the Haradra cube. Yeah, all the all the things. <laughs> I remember we tried yeah, the uh, uh, we we tried the Diablo combo, right? Yeah, no. My my first ever Deckard Kane build was um, all gems all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably not the best metagame strategy. <laughs> probably not. I think the red one is probably like the most powerful. That's just my opinion of like yes, having definitely. like having no experience with Deckard Kane in the past. A red gem has mad shit synergy with um, uh, level twenty talent tier perfect gems. Oh yeah, right, right, right. So what too. you want to do is you want to um, you want to give your because perfect gems it significantly decreases the heretic cube. So you you fire off a cube every two seconds. Yeah, right. And your gem cooldown goes by down by twenty five seconds. Whoa, that's really good. Which means every Herodric cube's healing now. Yeah, and right. And you you've got your Herodric cube heals on top of your healing potion heals. Mm. Although I heard so that the other level twenty is also into pretty a, good. Uh, which one? More natos? Yeah, the end. No, the endless um, the endless healing potions. Uh, mm, I'm not too keen on the healing potion mechanic, to be honest, as a healing as a healing mechanic. Mm, okay. Um, mostly because people keep stealing the fucking potions, and I'm like, that's not for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> thing. Well, it's a quick match and solo queue type thing. Like, yeah, it's it that it doesn't matter from a potion if you're missing one health or one thousand health. Whoever gets yep. if you go a potion, you'll absorb its full healing amount, right? Yeah. So that is like it's something that's definitely a flaw, and you have to really have teammates that like know what they're doing, and you know. <laughs> people don't troll you, but but by stealing your fucking potion, yeah. <laughs> they're not cookies. Yep, and you could also like you know aim it at people, right? But I suppose the power in Decker Kane is uh, the setup. Yeah, yeah, but like. You really want to stack your potions so that your tank is just going to keep like keep up throughout the whole fight. So you you, you put potions where your tank is going to be, mm, like yeah, before right. he takes damage. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so Deku Kane, I really like. I, I personally, I really like Perfect Gems because having the Q heal as well as the W heal, mm-hmm. um, that just it significantly increases his healing. Mm. Um. Which I think is one of his great weaknesses. Also, Lornado is actually a pretty good ability. Like, if you look at general fight disruption. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man. Lornado, 
Lunet is actually way better than Stay Well and Listen. Because Stay Well and Listen stuns Deckard Kane as well. Yeah, sort of it does. You're right, you're right. He is very he is um immobile when he does that. Yeah, because when you stun yourself, you're just opening up. It's like, hey, you, enemy team, do you want to kill the healer? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's very true. Because remember, because your enemies will come un, unstunned before you because they're only asleep. They're not hard stunned. Mm, yep, yep. Yeah, so you can like continue telling your story while like if your teammates aren't fully in <laughs> sync and they hit one of them, that one person's free and can start wailing on you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, the other big news I have is jhradercom slash chilled is now live. Oh my god. Um, as well as this podcast. This podcast is now live as well. Yeah, so this podcast is now live. Oh. We are available. Some places where podcasts can... are found. Yes. <laughs> I can't say all places um, so, because it we yep, currently can't do it for Google, Google Play, Play is in this not country. allowed in Australia. Yep, Google Play is not allowed in Australia, so um, big, you know, big thank you to the other, you know, the other platforms that are available in Australia. And um, I'd like to take a moment to thank the Turnbull government, um, our foreign minister Julie Bishop, and <laughs> <laughs> yep, for making sure that yet again podcasters are put down. Yep, exactly. <sighs> but um, anyway, uh, hopefully you can catch. Uh, this and previous episodes and future episodes and maybe i'll do some more stuff with it as well so that it won't just be a podcast platform but it'll be more stuff coming mm. soon yes yes. as soon as i decide what to what to do with it yeah joey's definitely on the software development train and um we'll be putting in some more things um all right so dude just some yep. quick quick blizzard news and i'm pretty sure that we were late to the party on this but I still think that it's worth mentioning is uh, Mr. Ben Brode, no longer a Blizzard mm. employee. Yes, he's the director of Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah. He well, he was the uh, the Hearthstone game director for you know. Yeah. Ever, actually. I remember his. I, re- I remember his Twitter saying something funny about that. I was like, <laughs> used to be the director of Hearthstone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It says former um, game director of Hearthstone now working on. Yeah. Know, other projects or something like that um but yeah he's he's now working you know uh, well not working i imagine he's taking some time off um but starting mm. up starting up a different project i know he doesn't mention with who or what he's doing but someone of his um you know skill set is obviously you know doing something that he wants to do yeah um it's curious because the guy's uh game designer basically in the I guess electronic card games space and a big company that could use a good electronic card games platform is Magic the Gathering. Um, I, I've heard that they're, they're, they're the MTG Arena thing. It's, it's not that great. Like it, it could use a big. Um, oh man, Magic the Gathering. They were, Magic um, the Gathering Online is the most trash digital thing ever. I love Magic. I'm I'm quite an avid Magic player. I'm not gonna lie. I really like the game. But like Magic the Gathering Online hmm. and the way that you play it is just fucking horrible. Um, anyway, my yeah, opinions. well, Wizards of the Coast, Wizards of the Coast definitely want to push Magic um, and D and D online. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Um, but like, because they're not, they're more an old school sort of uh, nerd hobby company, so they don't really have the um, 
the verticals. They don't have the right verticals to to, to get into the online space. Mm. Yeah, right, right. So if they took on Ben Broad, that would be um, an interesting an interesting addition. If oh, or um, my other take is that he wants to kill magic forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he's he, he's launching his own like sort of third party card game, maybe. Mm. Or maybe he's, maybe he's just um, switching over genres. Like maybe he wants to work on a different genre altogether. Yeah, possibly, man. I you know I obviously can't like speak for Ben Brode or anything like that, but um, yeah, from 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 what I heard, he's been with um, been with Blizzard for a while, like ten years or so. And you know, mm. f- coming from someone that's like worked at a company for like ten years or more, after a while, yes. after a while, you you do get sick of it, and you do. Yes you know you do want something more and i think i think ben broad i think he stuck with it right to the end he was very passionate about what he did um and you know and i really like admire him yeah no doubt um but you know i think it's just time for him to be passionate about something else yeah i apologize i um i knocked my headphone off (laughs) yeah it's okay man um but um yeah, the one thing that, that I'm just I'm definitely gonna miss having um, having Ben Brode, uh just on stream in general when he's doing his like card reveals or if he's at BlizzCon mm-hmm. or anything like that, just because um, he was such like a really good personality and um, and his laugh is just like you know irreplaceable. Like you can't help but you know infectious. Yeah, you can't help but be happy when like when you hear Ben Brode laughing. You know. Mm. So yeah. Definitely. Well, well let's look to him. I, I, I definitely hope to. I definitely hope to see and possibly play his next game. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me too. And whatever I'm, it might be, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be good. Whatever it is. Um, following on from um, Ben Bro, just thinking about um, Hearthstone in general, um, is mm-hmm. that we are going to be having some Hearthstone esports coming to us pretty soon, actually. Hearthstone esports. Yeah. So. Um, the HGC Summer Playoffs is uh, just around the corner. It's going to be on the fifth and sixth of May. Ooh, so that's interesting. Yeah, so um, in in about a week or so from um, from when we're recording today, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm actually a little bit excited because it'll be the first um, sort of stopover uh, playoffs um, using the new cards from the Witchwood. Yes, that will be interesting. Yeah, so you know, we'll definitely um, definitely be seeing some interesting strategies coming in. In particular, I'm very very interested to see if um, anybody brings any crazy decks like the um, like the Shutterwalk Shaman that's been that's been going around since the start of the season. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because mm, like, yeah. Sorry, you were saying. Sorry. Oh, it'll be it'll be good to see what the what the pro gamers uh, bring to the bring to the scene. Mm. So the thing about um, it is, it's yeah. it, it's always good to see when um, you know you, you you're seeing a you're seeing a meta deck and and someone just pulls out this random ass card that you just weren't expecting and you're like, holy crap, what's going to go on? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty well. A lot of it is somewhat figured out by the time they get there but there definitely will mm. be some more oddballs like with the reduced card pool, there's always oddballs man yeah with the reduced card pool i think there's definitely some room for like exploration in particular the mm. odd even stuff 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The odd even stuff's really going to be really going to play a big part in this ser- in this series. Yeah, I think so. And um, you know, just to see if there's anyone that can really dethrone like the warlocks from, you know, from yeah, the, just the whole Q block deck in general. Just to see if it's still, you know, one that's like to be feared and like just the, you know, monster of all decks. <laughs> You've got Ban Paladin here. Oh yeah, so I, I am interested to to see what happens on whether or not people want to ban Paladin or ban Warlock. So mm. those are the two top decks at the moment. Like the ones that people are using to to grind matches on the ladder is um, is mm-hmm. a um, auto even Paladin. I don't think it matters yep. at this point. Um, and cube or control warlock are the two yep. like most most popular decks that are happening. And so I think it'll be very interesting to see how people come, you know, sort of deal with this particular problem because there's always a a, a ban slot that you can ban in these particular tournaments. Yeah, of course. So you bring four decks, and you know um, your opponent gets to ban one of them, and so you. Be an idiot not to bring Paladin and Warlock, but I'm just wondering about people's particular strategy on whether or not they want to ban the Paladin or ban the Warlock. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I think I'd be more inclined to ban Warlock, to be honest, because um, the power spike is just too real. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. They definitely do have... Um, a lot, a lot gr- bigger power spikes. Like it's much more apparent when the warlock is going to be doing its thing. Whereas yeah. I feel the paladin you can set up for pretty easily, and possibly even with the deck that we talked about um, last time with the taunt druid. I think that the taunt yeah. druid does better into paladin, it and okay into warlock. Mm-hmm. So I think that could possibly be a contender as well. And I'm holding out hope that someone plays Shadowwalk Shaman because it's just the biggest... You like, yeah. you like this one? Dude, I really do. Um, I haven't crafted it yet. I haven't played it. But it's mm-hmm. it was basically a really, really slow combo um, where you have to like watch animations for like half an hour and then you win the game. <laughs> <laughs> there's like it's uh, funny yeah there's definitely some animation issues but i'm really wondering yeah, if anyone yeah. brings it and like runs a list that's like competitive because on ladder it's just really slow um you know it's very very hard to get to the combo stage because um you the you need to have all your battle cries in place and there's a very specific number of battle cries that you need before you can win and then you also need to draw your shadow walk and I mean, it's a legendary, and you only have one of them, so it'll take a little while before you can actually draw it. Yeah, and it, and there are just like faster classes than that as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Is it? It's okay. it's pretty slow, and if you're not careful, you just be run over by a paladin or stalled out by a warlock. If not mm, like, if not, yeah, OT, exactly. if not like the you know the OTK with the key block. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but. Let's let's hold that open. I, I really want to see it, not because I like the deck, but because I think it'll be fun, fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely, it'll definitely be be fun to watch. Mm. All right, man. Well, it's time to get into the real, the real good stuff. 
Esports. Yes. Esports. In particular, the Heroes Esports. So this week, man, was... I think we're... Dude, I think we're getting a spoil this week. And it only gets better as the season goes on. Because uh, it was the playoffs this week, dude. The playoffs? Man, I, I love playoffs. Yeah. I, I really love the um the, the ladder-style matchups. So you, you have, like, mm. the worst teams. And then, and then like, whoever wins... It's sort of like a like a kung fu tower. You like go up and up and up the teams. Yeah, dude, it is like a kung fu tower. And the thing that I like about it is I think that it's really fair because it mm. basically it really rewards those people that have been playing well um, all season long, right? Is that yeah, if you've been playing well all season long, you have a much higher chance of of winning this particular um, you know playoffs. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, Tempo Storm um, have secured their spot because they were the first place. Yep, absolutely. Yep, but the but the next few they have to fight it. So theoretically, if you were the bottom team, you could still make make it to the mid season brawl. You just have to play your way through um, four four other you know four other teams. And not lose yeah. um, a, a single series, unless you've been uh, unless you've been crucibled. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Well, unless, yeah, unless you've been crucibled, sure. Uh, it's not the bottom bottom team; it's the top yeah. six. Yep, yeah, top six. Yeah, top six. So, I'm going to cover the NA, obviously. Yep. Because um, so what's you know. going on in NA? So, dude, what's been going on in the playoffs is that we have been seeing some crazy crazy series and i just want to take a quick sidebar to really talk about like something about seeding and what we're seeing here is truly truly the effect of seeding and like why seeding is just a really good thing for most competitive games like i was saying last yep. week after doing my placements and changing my mindset and set and we came up with the idea of me saying that it was seeded mode um is that mm-hmm. we've been seeing some really good games on day one of the playoffs? Yeah, both of the games went to five of the best of five. Oh man, that's amazing! Yeah, oh, that so scene was really even when it goes it goes straight to five games every time. It's like anyone can win. Yeah, when it goes straight to five, when it goes to five games, man, it's just it ups the yeah, ante. Too- the two for two moment the two for two you're like what are they going to do yeah when it's a two for two moment next game wins yeah next game wins and and you know it and that happened twice and that just like it shows it shows like the true effect of what seeding can do is that that these teams were very like evenly matched at any single point in time um and i really i really saw it so um there were a couple of games on day one uh, in particular gale force versus simplicity um and there was one game that I really wanted to highlight is that this is probably one of the craziest, well, the best the best executed um, Cursed Hollow that I've seen in a while, like uh, mechanics-wise. Um, macro-wise, okay. macro-wise, it was your standard stuff, like making sure that you get like Curse and uh, uh, like stack as many Curses and Bosses at the same time as you can. Really, that's the goal on, yeah, exactly. on, Curse, on yeah. Cursed Hollow. But um, make sure the boss is charging at the same time as the curse. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, get like curse, yeah, curse boss, or get like double boss channel or something. You know, just like the general like, <laughs> double macro. boss. Yeah, man, Juicy double double, double boss. bosses. When you get it, it's 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 the best. 
Um, I love getting the bus. I really want to highlight something that happened in the draft. Is that um, one of the one of the teams? I believe it was Gale Force during game two. Mm-hmm. They drafted three heroes that synergized so well together that it just absolutely destroyed the enemy team. There was literally nothing that that simplicity could do. And um, the main the main three that were there were Tyrael, Blaze, and Malfurion. And, okay. you know, that seems pretty standard, right? Blaze and Malfurion are in, like, you know, almost 100% of Every, the games that happen. Yeah. Right? Um, if, if it's not one, it's the other. And, and if it's not either, it's both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, but the addition of Tyrael to that, to that composition just... Um, basically, put the icing on the cake. Um, the other so, thing so is, what did Tyrael well, bring to it? Like, the, was it the blocking field, or? Yeah, so Tyrael did go um, holy ground, um, yeah. but obviously, professionals always take sanctification. Obviously. Yeah. So what I saw, <laughs> cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I saw was that they had a Cassier on their team, right? And the thing mm-hmm. about it is that Simplicity couldn't deal with Cassia. Like, Cassia was always doing whatever she wanted. And because of how Tyrael, Blaze, and Malfurion all interacted with each other, um, her mm-hmm. and the entire team were basically unkillable. Oh, because the Sanctification as well as the Blaze Bunker. Yes. And then you've got, then you've got the Malfurion Trank com- uh, coming up. Yep, absolutely. Um, if, all, if all goes to shit. Dude, that's exactly what happened. Basically, Simplicity would engage on them, you know, then mm-hmm. they, as soon as, it seemed like Malfurion, like, had, like, ESP or something. He could just sense when they were going to engage <laughs> and just, like, immediately smack the R button. And then, uh, you know, yeah. after that happened, like, you know, they put down the Blaze Bunker, people got in and out of the Blaze Bunker, and yep. then back, and then after that the re-engage came then there was the sanctification and it yep. and then there were just multiple occasions where you know where simplicity As you get away like a butt part every time well no 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 not that they were crushing them like everyone mm. on gfa was at 100 percent health and everyone on simplicity was below half what what yes that's insane yep it's because <laughs> that's it's so just insane be- yeah, it's because Malf had like hots on all of them and was spamming the Moonfire as well as the yeah. Tranquility with the, you know, getting in and out of the bunker if you needed to. And then finally with the Sanctification to make sure everyone was just safe. So basically, like, there was just no way to get in on anybody and Cassie was just running amok. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, if, you, if you're playing Protect the Cassia and, and you're getting ahead, because I always find Cassia. Cassia's, mm, how to put this? A dom- like, it's all a domino, right? Like, like one domino falls in the next, and the next, and the next. Mm-hmm. And when the dominoes are going in Cassia's favor, she just forces everything over. Like, like she is so incredibly oppressive because mm-hmm. she's got the range, she's got the melee, she's she's got the jump, she's got the chase. She's just mm-hmm. and that ball, the ball of doom that just bounces between <laughs> you and the ball lightning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially the level 20 the level 20 is the funniest thing especially in like quick uh, match. infinite bouncing yeah the infinite bouncing on quick yeah. match is hilarious 
I don't know how many times I, I, I killed the entire I love team. When, I love when two, two enemies two enemies are running away and they're like next to each other's balls just killing them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do we do? <laughs> keep doing the same thing, don't worry. Keep doing the same out. thing, it'll run out. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically if you want if you want a game that shows just the excellence of execution um, on how to, you know, play Ethereal and, and Sanctify um, as well as, you know, like blaze in malfurion watch that game watch how they do it was good me- mechanics wise um simplicity's draft didn't really help them very much in it they didn't really have a lot going on but just yeah, sure. yeah have a look at it it's just it's just great so i'd recommend that to anybody if if you're out there if you want to see how you can play a protector hyper carry type situation um it's something that i definitely think you should check out um, yeah cool so dude other things exciting things that happened um as far as picks yeah. were concerned we had the usual you know the usual picks um especially phoenix, Fe- phoenix yeah. all day every day yeah phoenix all day every day um genji was still in even after his um his his nerf um or his rework what I about his say. brother oh yeah Andrew. obviously <laughs> obviously <laughs> the shimadas were always there hgc stands for Han- hanzo genji championship um so he, <laughs> exactly <laughs> he was in there um i did see some something interesting is that etc was back yeah etc is back in the eu as well actually oh, <laughs> really? that. Oh. yeah he's back yeah he's back man um didn't see any um any stage dives they were all mosh pit mm. so oh gotta love that gotta love that phoenix um phoenix etc mosh pit jesus christ mm, that's a so, big follow-up yeah and um and because of the etc Uth has also come back in a little bit for the um for the d shields yeah of course um also for any genjis that are running around so that, that was pretty good but joey the most exciting mm-hmm. things happened yeah what happened planet cracker <laughs> it, was, it was I love that actually shit. picked in in professional play and you know what it wasn't even for damage they literally used it for like zoning most of the time it was zoning planet crackers <laughs> i know I, I saw that too in eu like you put your position on the phoenix planet cracker in between like the tower and the team so like you you had two options stay in tower range uh-huh. Or like walk through the planet cracker. It's yeah. like the funniest shit. It's like, yeah, oh my God, I know. It's like, what are you what doing? What are they gonna do? <laughs> yeah, it's like a rock in a hard place. You don't really <laughs> want to go any. You don't really want to go anywhere. But um, man, it was just the best. I just, oh man, I saw it and I was just like, oh my god, this is like, this is the funniest thing. This is planet cracker. This is the best. <laughs> yeah, it's the planet cracker. But like, there's gonna be no substitute for planet cracker. Like, like I think we're gonna see Phoenix in in HGC for a long time. Oh yeah, dude, absolutely. And I reckon, I, man, if if Planet Crack is still being picked, I'm I'm a happy man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's 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 really visually appealing as well. This this giant beam of death. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It, it's a and it's a nice blue color, you know, like yeah, yeah. It's just oh, a uh, nice shiny blue color. Oh, yeah. that, oh that, that looks friendly. Yeah, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, man. Um couple of interesting picks as well actually uh there was the cassia yeah. that i mentioned but um mm-hmm. one thing that i have been seeing a lot of um with very little explanation is um is Jaina's being picked 
Jaina. Yep, Jaina was picked quite a lot in uh, in day one, especially. And, you know, normally you'd pick her for, like, the Wombo capabilities, right? With the Ring of Frost. Yeah, rid everybody, followed up with a puck or something. Yeah, yeah. No, no, none of that. Um, elemental, every time. Water elemental. What? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I mean... It's not a good ability. <laughs> as far as, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, as a these, as a Jaina main, the uh, the professionals <laughs> disagree with you. <laughs> um, well, well, they can suck it. They should they should pick ring, ring of frost. <laughs> so basically, as far as I can tell, the water elemental is kind of like a slowing turret. So you put down this like so, slow, slowing turret on the field. Yeah, but I mean, so what I can. The only thing I can think of is like Rainer's Raiders, like because because that's how I've equated them in my head. Like mm. you pick Rainer's Raiders if you want to assassinate somebody, mm-hmm. um, and you pick Hyperion if you want to siege the siege the towers. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming there's a similar decision with Jaina's heroic picks, where you pick Ring of Frost if you want to win team fights, and you pick Elemental if you want to one v one. Yeah, I think it was for the skirmish potential. Yeah, I think you're right with that one, man. Um, and I think. In like a in a in a double tank meta, I'm not sure the like wombo blow up is like viable. Yeah, no, I, I saw the, I saw a bit of that in EU as well. Like the mm. um, tanks are just a bit too tanky, um, so they couldn't it couldn't feasibly do a blow up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you just you, you can't feasibly, you know, hundred to zero, you know, a double tank comp. The backline probably, but you know, they have. If... I mean, they're the backline. You're not meant to be able to get to them. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Uh, and um, so there was that going around, which I thought was particularly interesting. And I think and I think slowing people um, is definitely underrated at the moment as well um, because there have been sort of no There's so many other tools. Like, the, yeah. Sort of because there's, because there's roots and stuns and sleeps. So it's like slows. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel that cool. It doesn't feel cool. Um, but I mean... Being being in it's effective. Being in some situations where Jaina kills you because you just can't get away from her. Um, you know, I've yeah. had that too many like happen to me too many times for me to say no that sense. it's like inconsequential. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I did not say inconsequential. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um and one other thing that I did notice was that a new rack was picked a couple of times and normally like in the past when people would pick a new rack, it's because they wanted the spell yep. shield. Like uh, you know, yep. because he does have spell armor at level one, but I saw a lot and of the, the time... and the cocoon. Yeah, definitely the cocoon. But what I thought was uh, interesting to uh, to see was that um, a lot of the times they were taking the globe talent at level one. Oh yeah, yeah, which I thought was was kind of interesting be- because I remember a time when Anubarak was king. He was like the warrior to pick, and you know, it was basically yeah, like, did you get a noob first or not? Um, and I think, <laughs> and I think he is coming back into favor because, um, because you don't have to take the spell shield at level one anymore. You know, that might be true. Um, and he has still got a, a lot of the really big sort of tank bread and butter things like mm. the, the massive charge. He's got the, the single target shutdown in the team fight. He's got the self-healing, the scarabs, and he's so he's got the one v one potential as well. So I can I can really see how a new works. Mm. 
And if you and if he's not hamstrung by requiring a talent at level one, like I, like that gives him more versatility. Yeah, right, right. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I definitely think that he's not just a dive tank; that he is very versatile in that respect. Um, and yeah, he just has a lot of tools under his belt. So I'm definitely interested to see if uh, we get more in Ubarak. And I know that there are some teams that really like to run him very quite heavily, actually, and only really saw success yeah. when they ran him. But um, yeah, I think I think it's something to definitely keep an eye on. I'm just thinking now, what's the ultimate dive combo you reckon? Because I reckon you dive in with Anubarak, Diablo, Genji, uh, Karazim for your support. Mm-hmm. So so it's like everyone's diving at once, the, the entire team. <laughs> and you need a dive uh, specialist as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost Vikings. Nah. <laughs> I think they work with any comp. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Really? <laughs> I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, Lost Vikings, definitely. I don't think so. I think if I was going to be diving, I would choose Greymane or... Um, uh, Greymane or... Yeah, Greymane. Kerrigan. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. Kerrigan, definitely. Yep, yeah. Kerrigan. Okay. All right. I'm glad we've settled <laughs> We've got the dive comp. I'm glad we've, we've settled on the no Vikings in our dive comp. All right. <laughs> Did right, we man. want to move to EU? Yeah, man. Yeah, what's been going on over there, dude? EU. Okay, so at the time of recording, only day one had been published of the HTC playoffs, and I am really keen to see this series because, oh, who are they? They're uh, Team Method. I reckon. I reckon I'm favoriting Team Method to win this series. Oh, really? They've been looking really good. Yeah, mm. they've been looking really good in the um in the regular season so i'm like team method yeah yeah cool man and of course the the winners get to go to brawl right That's yes the... yes the winners get to go to the mid-season yeah. brawl who is who is first place for eu again was that Fnatic? yeah Fnatic. yeah okay I thought i'm so. pretty sure the, the the top three are um dig Fnatic, and method yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah um but for the game that we played yesterday was uh, Tricked Esports versus Zealots. And this was a very interesting set of games for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. So unlike NA, um, I would describe this as a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason it was interesting is because you really get to see sort of the teams playing in different circumstances and, and how these heroes respond with uh, different sets of say triggers and pressures hmm. yeah definitely yeah so I will say that game one was game one was okay but I wouldn't really call it a it just wasn't the game to write home about really like hmm. I what I saw was amazing macro beating um, a team who was trying to do they were trying to do some cheesy stuff but they didn't quite get the execution right uh, so okay. eventually the macro won so, yeah, so if you yeah. want to see if you want to see what macro looks like on Infernal Shrines you, you want game one because mm-hmm. basically they the zealots, the, they were the winners zealots managed to get Every infernal except for one, wow, okay. and 
the overall map pressure that that added was too much for Tricked to handle. Oh, because right. with the pressure of the Infernals and the inability for Tricked to lock down a team fight, because they couldn't get the five on five team fight, was part of the problem. Oh, really? Even though, sort of, even though the shrines were active. Yeah, yeah, they just couldn't get it because they would always have to be responding to something else in a different lane or they were behind on an experience point or they just didn't or they were down a talent tier like there's always something where they where they oh, couldn't get yeah, the sure. they couldn't get the five So e even though you know that particular map leads itself to a lot of team fights because your objective is in like mm -hmm. a, a like a choked area they just never yep. were willing to engage it because of the fact because of yeah. other things that were happening because zealots kept shutting them out because mm. zealots kept shutting them out so what for trick to go into a team fight was always a risk and it was always a risk that they just weren't willing to take mm. yeah right right so so that was so the, so that was interesting from the meta point of view but um and as far as the play-by-play -play, you know so some cool stuff happened. I saw an awesome planet cracker. That's the, the planet cracker I mentioned before, where uh, we yeah, had two, right. you had two options: go into the planet cracker or go into the tower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that happened. That was that was great. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'd choose the planet cracker. Yeah, uh, they they did. They <laughs> they all chose the planet cracker. More thrown. <laughs> um, however, game two. I think was one of the best games in the series not because it was high kill um more because i'm a big johanna fan and i just saw johanna live every fucking time they tried to lock down johanna mm -hmm. um she's very good at that like oh man i'm talking i'm talking this was a four-man gank wow okay Tricked had a four-man gank it was uh etc uh, Stukov, Phoenix, and Maev. Yep. And they couldn't lock down <laughs> They just couldn't lock her down. <laughs> That's so they great. They just couldn't do it. That's so great. It was so, it was so great. Must have had like, a really good um, unbreakable this? timing. Uh, well, she was silenced, obviously. Stukov. Oh, really? So yeah. she couldn't even she like lived. hit her unstoppable. Huh? She she literally just lived, even though she literally just lived. Oh my god! <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll tell you how though, like because actually it wasn't just Johanna by herself. Hmm. What happened was that um, all the characters dove in. Uh, like uh, ETC came in, uh, Stuka put his stupid silence crap down. Maya kept her in the silence, mm -hmm. and Malfurion. You see, everyone's sort of moshing on onto Johanna. Mm -hmm. And all Malfurion had to do was regrowth Johanna, and then start spamming uh, Moonfire onto the uh, onto the big ball of enemies. Mm -hmm. And Johanna would get burst healed every freaking time a Moonfire came off cooldown. Yeah, right. Which is the way Malfurion then, just works in general. Well, yeah, but uh, but the the point is that because they're all they're uh, all in they're there, all like, up. like they're yeah. all yeah, they're all trying to get her all at once. Mm. And the next thing Johanna did was she actually walked towards the enemy, uh, the enemy wall, and she didn't walk towards the enemy wall. She she did the thing where you often when you're juking, you juke by doing something dumb. Yep. So so so, so, so don't go. This is my lead to juke because actually the person trying to kill you is expecting the lead juke, and so they just preemptively fire towards the lead juke. 
Yeah, sure. So you, you do like a really dumb, dumb thing. <laughs> if you juke dumb, it's actually a more effective juke. Yeah, right. And so Johanna juked dumb, and by juking dumb, because Stukov pl positioned the silence um, in between Johanna and her ally wall. So she walked towards the enemy wall, rocked the unstoppable, and then walked back through the silence. Oh, dude, so good. It was like the the freaking Pai Mei Zen moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh genius. my god. Yeah. Um, I also saw, um, so Zulk, so for some reason Trick was spending a lot of um, resources on trying to kill Johanna. Mm. Because Zul kept trying to bone prisoner, and so she just unstoppable out of it. Yeah, right, right. Maev, Maev would try to tether her if she'd unstoppable out of it. Uh, I think there was a there was a point where Johanna was walking and ETC was like sliding towards her and she unstoppable literally just to avoid the stun. It was like I was like, oh, yeah, man, she's a god. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in in the right hands, I really think so. Um, in the right hands, she can avoid just a tremendous amount of CC just with like you know yeah. hitting a passive or hitting a trait. Sorry. I honestly felt like she only had one ability, and it was D. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Settle <laughs> <laughs> down. Um, the, the other cool thing, the, the game-winning moment in game two was definitely how... It was like, because there wasn't really a good fight. Like, there was, a, there was a lot of skirmishing. There was, like, some kills going on. But there was just this game-winning moment. And for some reason... I forget why exactly, but you know they've been fighting. You know they, mm. they both have um, they both have uh, forts down at this stage. Uh, it's like pretty tense and tricked. They were moving down toward to kill the um, siege camp, I think, the uh, bottom siege camp in Tomb of Spider Queen. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, the bottom, the bottom camp, yeah. And Hanzo, simple geometry, fired an ulti. Fight an ulti and just bam, there's all four of them. Stunned for maybe, I think it's one and a half seconds. Yeah, I think so. And basically, it was just an all in whoopoosh, like they all died. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Elliot absolutely jumped him. Um, after the Hanzo ulti, that was just, uh, I think Johanna came in and pulled them all in with Condemn. Mm, Blaze right. charged in. Hanzo did his scattershot crap. Um, Tracer uh, Singularity, one of them, and she had Composition B, so it, so, so it set off uh, two bombs at once. Oh my god. Um, it was just four, uh, four down. Oh uh, man, the Wombo combo. It was literally, from, from Wombo to win was like a minute and a half. Yeah, Jesus. That sounds crazy. It was absolutely nuts. Yeah, man. I mean, um, I guess that just shows you the like power of the Hanzo ulti, right? It's crazy. I, I'm I'm so in love with this character because it's it's just a really good ability. Mm. <laughs> and what do you do about it? You just avoid the freaking arrow. It's all you can. Yeah, yeah. You have to avoid the arrow. But I did I did mention last week. Is it depending on like what happens? It could be the play of the game. You know, pun intended. Yeah. But yeah. like, or it could just like whiz on by. And it hits no one. <laughs> and then you don't get the blow up. 
Uh, yeah, an arrow sitting in the distance. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> happen. It doesn't happen that often. Like that only happens on the like you know three sixty no scope long range like you know across the yeah. map Hanzo ultis. But if you're within a good distance, like it's very hard to miss. Hmm. So very. Powerful. Um. So the so the last game I want to talk about was the game three of the series. Mm. Um. And this was. So at this stage, Trict has played Phoenix in both games, uh-huh. and it just hasn't been working for them. Because Phoenix, um, for what they wanted to do, Phoenix just wasn't outputting the damage yeah, on right. um, Alex. I think he's the Phoenix player. Oh, uh, Alex. So Alex Aprigi. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um. So in Battlefield, in Battle for Eternity, something very interesting happened. So Zealous, they generally just haven't been playing Phoenix. Like, I don't think I've seen them play Phoenix yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was, Trick said, all right, this is our last, this is potentially our last game of the season. We've got to win this. We've got to bring it back. What are we going to do? And they pulled out from their asses uh-huh. the Butcher. Oh my god, the Butcher, what? We saw the Butcher in pro play. Oh my god, man. That the is ultimate like, pub stomper. Yeah, the ultimate pub stomper. The one that should <laughs> never see pro play ever because it's just unanimously decided that he's bad in like organized play. Anyway, so if you want to know how to counter pick the Butcher, um, the counter pick <laughs> for Butcher is apparently Tyrael. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see how sanctification would help in this situation. Yep, yep, sanctification helps. Um But no, the butcher wasn't wasn't terrible. Oh really? Tell me more. Yeah, he wasn't terrible. So it was interesting because so the reason they played Butcher wasn't because it was meta or because it's like obviously the the mathematical thing you should do. Mm. It wasn't because of the synergies or whatever. It was because Alex wanted to play Butcher, basically. Okay. Because he'd he'd scrimmed a lot with Butcher, and he'd been winning his um, his stream games with Butcher. And he's like, you know what? I don't care. It's a pro game. I I want the Butcher. I'm just like, gonna do this. Let me just play the hero that I want to play. Yeah. Right. And it actually worked out really well for them. Um, Damn. It, it, it was a loss. It was a loss for Trick, but I'm gonna say it wasn't the Butcher's fault. <laughs> so it, it was it was still a loss but not because they picked the butcher no it, it wasn't a loss because of that because actually when the butcher came online level 10 lamb, lamb in the slaughter mm-hmm. they won that team fight oh really so like, it was actually impactful yeah 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 no 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 it was not only impactful they actually wrecked the team fight when the butcher came online mm. and the reason that so a couple of reasons why they why they couldn't win for reals was because um one boe is a two-lane map butcher works better on a three-lane map where you can double soak for meat uh yeah sure it is much harder on the old meat stacks yeah um two uh obviously the zealots were just they were focusing butcher because they don't want him to get stacks so mm. oh actually Level two, there's the most beautiful butcher escape. He was on two fucking hit points, two mm-hmm. measly little hit points, 
and he like he butchers marked and got a got a hit on somebody and ran away. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> wow, dude, that's like the <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, yeah, that's the insane plays, you know, the ones where it's like micro decisions, like actually, you know, actually determine whether yeah. they live or die. Those micro decisions, mm. and yeah, so it's just these really good immortal fights, and they would have won, except um, I think the rest of the tricked team was sort of I don't know how to put this, but. They were out of position more than they were in previous games. Oh, so they just weren't like positioning properly. Yeah, like like mm. like they were getting picked off and sort of like the the esports league is pretty brutal. Like if you're out of position even by a bit, like it's oh just yeah going yeah yeah it's just it's not going to go well for you. So yeah, there were there were just a couple of moments where if they had made better positioning decisions. They wouldn't have gotten picked off, so there wouldn't have been a four v five, or they would they 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 wouldn't have gotten picked off, so um, they didn't have to waste abilities to, and so things wouldn't have been down. Yeah, right. So they could have right. followed up better. Yeah, so they just um, because of their positioning, they were like either down tools or down a person, and just yeah, yeah exactly. It just really would have got out of hand after that. Yeah. Mm. Um. So the the butcher did lose his debut. In oh, EU esports, so sad, so sad. But I'm, I'm going to say, um, I, I'm hesitant to actually blame that on the butcher because I don't think it would have gone any better if he had played Phoenix. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I mean, Zealots were they were ready for Phoenix. Like, like they 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 destroyed Phoenix in the previous two games. So, like, why play Phoenix again if it's not working? Mm. Yeah, very true. Something about repeating the same steps and hoping for a different outcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I can see why they they went for a different pick. Um, yeah, man, I just oh, I just hope that it would have worked out so that you know, so that we could say that <laughs> the butcher made it. You know, had a, had a win. I'll 100%, tell you, hundred percent win rate. I'll tell you, <laughs> I absolutely after watching that game, I just wanted to pick up esports. I just wanted to pick up um, heroes mm-hmm. and just spam some fucking butcher games and go, ah, oh, fresh meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was done. You have to get stacks. Get that, get that meat. Uh, I love the juicy stacks. Yeah. I love the juicy. Yeah. There's nothing more satisfying than, than getting like the butcher, like fully stacked. Mm. Oh, especially when his weapon stuff. It's glowing, and you're yeah. like, I'm doing double damage now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's always good. You feel invincible. You feel invincible when, when Butcher's brains on people, and you just you just wrecking dudes, and mm. you're like, oh. yeah, I know, right? So that's uh, that's it for for you for um, for now. I'm definitely keen to watch the rest of the series. Yeah, man, it's it sounds good. It sounds good. I'm definitely um, really looking forward to the rest of the NA series as well. Like, I just think we're, we're going to be getting some really high quality games coming up soon, and you I know. Know, with the mid-season brawl like a little a little while away, like we're just going to have an absolute bonanza of like crazy games coming up. So, man, it's all looking good. It's just looking so much better as we keep going. Mm. All right. Um, so a couple of things as well that I've noted this week is 
I've been checking out a little bit of the Overwatch League again, Joey. Overwatch League? Mm. Good old Overwatch League. Yeah, good old so Overwatch how, League. Is it being nerfed or have What's they finally that? taken Diva's advice to nerf this? No, <laughs> no, 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 they haven't. So um, as far as the Overwatch League is going, after last week and after um, noting you know, how Boston Uprising have been just absolutely dominating the league, um, I looked yep. again, and and they're currently um, uh, in stage three, week four. I'm not sure how many weeks. Okay. Are, I'm not sure how many weeks are in the stages, but uh, it's definitely yeah, definitely in stage three. And having a look at week four, um, what I've been seeing is that there is a bit of um, sort of big differential between a lot of the teams that played uh, in particular this week because yep. there are a lot of different uh like three ones or four rows that were happening oh yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a bloodbath yeah so i mean i mean overwatch is always a bit of a bloodbath when you get like you know six people with shooters with like possible headshots there's always like bodies that are dragon, you know, uh, dragon always... blade uh dragon blade cam like, yeah uh, getting <laughs> All you can tell what's going on is the, is the kill feed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Genji swings a sword. You don't know where it is or how people end up there, but it just happens. Um, yeah, yeah. There is there is still a lot of that going on, um, uh, but in particular, I did have a, a closer look at uh, Boston Uprising and uh, one of their games. Um, yep. So the one that I watched was against the um, the Shanghai Dragons. And I can see why these guys are, are really good. Um, basically, in in the Overwatch League, there isn't too much variety as when it comes to picks. It's still the same stuff that I was um, talking about last week, where you know it's it's uh, Winston Diva. Still lots of monkey trouble. Yeah, Winston Diva is always the tanks. He always has Zenyatta yeah. Mercy as the healers. Yep. Yeah. And 90% of the time, if you're on attack, it means you have Genji Tracer. But um, quite, quite often, <laughs> what, yeah, uh, you, you know, if you're on defense, maybe a Junkrat or a Widowmaker. But um, yeah, but a lot of the the fun of watching the Overwatch League comes in like individual like choices and play style. And there was a lot of yep. really interesting back and forth between the two teams. Um, in particular, the reason that Boston Uprising seem to do well is because of their innovations and because of the way that they like sort of conduct themselves. Um, in mm -hmm. particular, uh, there was a strategy that they ran on Volskaya, which their opponents copied, and they ran the double DPS dive combo while they were on defense. Okay. So instead of That's... yeah, so basically. Yeah, basically when they're on they're, when they're on Volskaya, um, and I'm not sure if they ran it any other time. I think the I think their opposition, the Shanghai Dragons, I think they ran it as well on Numbani, um, mm -hmm. but they were yeah doing this dive composition on the people that were trying to dive them. So <laughs> it just it just ended up for some like crazy crazy defense, and you know the enemy team wasn't really prepared for it because normally I, when, I wouldn't when, be either. Yeah, normally when you're on attack, How do you dive the divers. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Yeah, because normally when you're in attack, you're like, oh, you know, I gotta look out for the junk rat, gotta look out for the widowmaker and whatnot. Not, you yeah, gotta, exactly. Not, you gotta look out for the damn Genji. 
and the damn tracer that's coming after you. I mean, at least you don't have to worry about fire in the hole, I guess. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to worry, but I mean, fire in the hole. but I mean, you have to worry about pulse bomb and dragon blood. So, uh. yeah. <laughs> you got waga waggy boo. Fucking Genji. I think uh, I don't think he quite says that, but it, that was close. Uh, he says something in sushi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, one thing as well that I... So, that was something that I did note. Um, one thing as well, dude, that I that I wanted to mention is that last time you asked about if there were any... Um, about, like, the nationality of some of the people on these teams. And from what yeah, I can absolutely. gather... From what I can gather, um, there are Korean and Chinese players that play on any team. And so, you know, you'll have Americans, Europeans, um, Koreans, and, and, um, and Chinese... Uh, all on the same team possibly um, interestingly enough is I don't know if you knew him there was a Korean player called Gamsu who was a um, yeah I think I've had yeah so he was a former um, professional League of Legends player actually oh really yeah. <laughs> he came over to the side yeah yeah he, he did so um, yeah I actually I actually had no idea because I thought it I thought it was just a coincidence when I saw him on the Boston Uprising team I thought, oh yeah, Gamsu. That's you know, that was a League of Legends player. Um, but yeah, he's now apparently on the Boston Uprising. Well, I must commend him on his taste in gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely definitely changed to a good game. Um, that okay. Side note: Zuna was also a, a former League of Legends pro player. Um, but yeah, I still don't think he's very good. My personal feelings. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so Gamsu is now on Boston Uprising, and I think um, you know he is one of their tank picks. He was playing Winston more often than not, so you know, doing doing pretty well yep. on that particular person. Um, some of the interesting things that I saw um, was that when it, it wasn't um, Genji Tracer, we saw a couple of other DPS options like McCree and Soldier Seventy Six. All hit scanners, I notice. Yes. So, um, McCree was basically a high noon bot, or what, what is it called? Deadeye? Uh, yeah, it's called yeah, Deadeye. Yeah, yeah, called Deadeye. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't actually know the name. Uh, oh anyway. man, I, I, I struggle with the names of every ability in every game. I'm like, I don't know, it's the one with the big blue laser? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, anyway. Um, so yeah, McCree, th that was what McCree was generally used for, for like some blow up factor as soon as his ulti got charged. Um, interestingly yeah, enough sure. as well, Soldier 76 was the same, but um, I found that he didn't have as much of a uh, impact because his damage, while really consistent and with his tactical visor um, pretty pretty good, um, it was mm -hmm. only it was only like one type of like damage. He didn't have a lot of variation to what was going on. Yeah, I can see what's going on there. Mm. Um, so generally, I feel like Soldier is a good pickup if you ever want to not do two two two. Like if you ever want to do uh, three two one, so you mm. you use Soldier's ability as sort of a um, oh pseudo heal, a stopgap. Yeah. It's a stopgap. So so, but what you've gotten is instead of having say, I guess you can trade out Zenyatta. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that would be my choice. Having a uh, instead of having Zenyatta damage, you have Soldier damage instead. Mm. 
Which might be good if you want more consistency, because Zenyatta's really great if you want to melt somebody because of the um, damage debuff. Yeah, right. But Soldier's really good if you're doing a lot more 1v1s. Because mm. I feel like Zenyatta's 1v1 potential isn't as great as Soldier's. Um, I'm, I'm saying this purely because a Soldier should be able to kill Zenyatta every time. Yeah, sure. Although, the Zenyatta on, uh, <laughs> on these teams... They were consistently getting the uh, headshots on Genji, <laughs> of all people. <laughs> like, <Cool. laughs> Zenyatta killed Genji at least five times. At least. That's amazing. Yeah, I just That's thought amazing. it was, like, amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see Zenyatta, the, the calm robot monk, find your sensor, Genji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right in the face. Off with your head. <laughs> yeah, right in the face. Yeah, yeah. Um... But yeah, no, I do agree with you about the Soldier 76 point, is that he should he should be able to, you know, quote-unquote should, um, be able to, um, you know, 1v1 a Zenyatta and, and come out on top. Oh, he should be able to 1v1 a whole bunch of people, so... Mm, very true. He, I think he he's no good against tanks, right? Mm. But he's good at basically any sort of DPS or defense hero. Soldier should be able to kill. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, that's what he's designed to do, right? He is an attack hero, after all. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm. So, so as long as he can get around the tanks, I think Soldier would come into his own. And he's also self-sufficient, so you don't have to worry about him. Mm. Yep, yep. But you do you do sort of lose a team heal if you're going to take him instead of a healer. Yeah. So it is, it is a risky strategy, but, like, you know, one that you could probably run... And I think that's why he's popular in um, in competitive. Like, if you're a solo queuing, in that you can run that, you know, um, that different composition. Yeah, and I, th I feel soldiers good on attack and defense as well. Like, there's no there's no area where soldiers are really bad. Mm. Yep. No. I, totally I mean, agree. other than melee, combat. <laughs> other than like direct melee combat against Reinhardt. Yeah. Reinhardt's probably gonna win. <laughs> probably or or Bridget or Brigitte. I don't know yeah. how to say it. Um, Nobody can say that. I, I swear to God. Yeah. Um, so, dude, a couple of picks that are going to make you pretty happy is I saw Anna getting picked on Numbani. I am very happy about that, actually. Mm. So you won't be too happy in that she got switched out pretty quickly uh, as soon as they. Oh, yeah. oh whatever. You like fucking bait and switch. Yeah. So no, no, no. They they played her. Um, but because of their lack of support ulti, they lost the point. So they're on defense, and they lost the point um, to start off with. And as soon as the um, as soon as the payload started moving, they switched back over to Zenyatta. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they just missed out on the on the like support ulties that saved them. Like it's because, yeah, no, know, no, no, no. I can definitely see that. That is one of Anna's weaknesses. Mm. Yeah, is that she's like she's fine as a healer, but like. She doesn't have, you know, the transcendence or anything like that to help save the team fight. Yeah, or the um, the butterfly ability that Mercy has. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. <laughs> it's a butterfly. Yeah, and she but, becomes yeah, a butterfly. Yeah, she becomes. A butterfly. She's a healing butterfly that fucking heals everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. God damn it. Um, and the one thing that I was so happy to see is Roadhog was picked on Ilios. Roadhog, oh man. Yeah. Hooking bitches <laughs> ready into to get the wrecked. hole. Yeah. <laughs> he was just man. Is... 
and he, he got so many. He got he got like two. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a really effective strategy, actually. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> Anyone good. Anyone can look into the hole is para. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just so good. Oh man, I love how this happens in in, in pro play as much as it happens in bronze. I know, I know. It doesn't matter what league you're in, you're still gonna get hooked into that hole by by a roadhog. <laughs> so yeah the I best just... counterplay to that mm. the best yeah. counterplay to that is um if you're farah in the sky and you see enemy roadhog uh hooking your teammates into the hole mm-hmm. you put your um you put your displacement grenade behind roadhog and you you, you put you pop in it pop him into the hole instead yeah yeah dude um farah is just like the you know the crazy pick the good pick on that particular map i think yeah she is mm. on all on all of ilios like doesn't matter which section you're on so did you want to move into esports at home oh yeah absolutely dude all right um so what did well, what did you learn this week from watching heroes esports so i just wanted to have a quick talk about thrall um yep so i i did ask the question yesterday about you know where the hell is what he <laughs> you know about why are we only picking him up now and yeah i think i think the reason being is because up until um up until his changes he really only had one type of gameplay okay so up until then like it's obviously some other things that have been going on but up until then, he really only had one type of gameplay, and that was to be like a solo lane sort of bully. Yeah, I can see that sort of the sort mm. of the, the solo lane hero getting a few one v ones. Yeah. So, um, the the but what happened was is that he got a he got a, a buff to um, to his lightning where it bounced a bit further, and so okay. what, what happened was. Um, he was able to finish his level one quest a lot faster, where it needs to bounce to at least two heroes, and that sparked. The I whole... hate that fucking quest. Yeah, um, that sparked the whole <laughs> hero league thing, where like yeah. Thrall was just running rampant because he was running in the four man instead of being in the solo lane, and he was just able to complete yeah, that absolutely. quest so much faster and just stack it up so high um, that it was just wrecking people. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think I think because of that, I think because he he gained some versatility, is that he can still be the solo laner. He can still be the solo lane bully. He's still survivable, you know. He still does all this stuff, um, but mm-hmm. um, but you know he's he got has the, the flexibility. That, that added advantage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely has the flexibility. So that's something that um, that I really liked because, I mean, you know it, man. I really love Thrall. He was like. You know, yeah. I, I imagine like you know one of my best one of my best heroes that I can play. Like, it's just like riding a bike with Thrall. And, you know, it's always it's always just so like so easy and like satisfying to play. And um, I just I the just most really satisfying like thing it. about the most satisfying thing about playing Thrall, in my opinion, is um, when you're chasing bitches down and like mm-hmm. they think they got away, and just bam, lightning. <laughs> satisfying bong noise mm. and the kill fee comes up yes i gotta kill yeah i know <laughs> yeah it, it is it is really good fit um he does have that flexibility as well and that he's a melee poke hero so you yes. know so he can poke 
um but is also like he's he's an assassin like he's a melee assassin that's just like what he is mm. so yeah he, so he yeah. he sort of brings the he, he brings the damage and he also brings the like, he brings damage for team fights mm-hmm. but he also brings the the bruiseriness for the early lane for the early early laning phase yeah yeah absolutely because he has the self-heal and whatnot from, yeah. um yeah the, the, also uh one thing i do want to mention is that Blizzard have done like their damnedest to try and make both of his like ultis useful. Like they've tweaked and tweaked <laughs> and tweaked. And back when he was like, you know, the you know, first pick, first band type situation, they were just yeah. mucking around with all of his talents so uh, you know, so crazy. And um I've really come to enjoy uh having Earthquake as the you know, the more popular heroic at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I I do like the zone of control because um, mm. it sort of gives. Um, I, I I know this is the the silver league room you're talking, but it's really quite intimidating to fight inside an earthquake. Oh yeah, absolutely, and I think that's the really one big thing that I, I wanted want to talk about today, and is that your placement of earthquake can can like win fights. Mm, definitely, like it is so you know it's so crucial that you can just deny an entire area um for for the enemy team mm-hmm. and yeah it, especially if that, especially if that's a choke point or a runaway or a curse or something yeah yeah so it, it if, really it really does deny yeah, an area on. it really does deny an area like you were saying about like choke points and especially on these maps where you know this is here of the storm we have you know we have map objectives and those objectives generally draw you into a singular area and if you can get you know this really good earthquake you know like one one that will you know slow and provide this area of control it's just backbreaking for the enemy team you know Mm -hmm. so you know that was just that was just really um something that i that i just wanted to highlight is that you know for anybody that's looking to pick up a solo lane or someone that's you know wanting to get into into playing you know this uh this you know bruiser style i think thrall is a really good choice right now um in that he provides a lot of different stuff for for your team that's a little different than playing a sonya or playing a blaze um like Mm. blaze you know blaze and sonya like they bring different things to the table, obviously, and there's a reason why they're there. But I think the reason that Thrall there is because he is actually an assassin. He's not a warrior, um, so he mm-hmm. does he does err more on the damage side. So if you are good with him, you can definitely see more kills than if you were any of the other two, um, and that your ultimate is very high impact. Yes, very yeah. high impact. Yeah, regardless I mean, of which he, one you choose. You have to say, like, the Sundering is still really cool, right? Like, the Sundering is very cool. It's just like, BAM! Yeah. <laughs> Crack the entire yep. earth. Not Kill today, this dude. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's for me. What I learned from esports this week is, um, you know, if you're my F player and you're going in with your stupid, um, what, what's it called? Death Spirit? Wraith Spirit? Yeah, I forget. Spirit of, Shadow spirit of Killinating? Yeah. Shadow sen- Shadow Spirit Sentinel. I, I actually if you're jumping in as my app, if you're jumping in as my app, here's what I learned. If you're jumping in as my app, 
you don't have to proc it again at the maximum range. Mm. What you can do is you you jump in as Maev, and then you fake everybody's like like everyone's like, oh no, we're gonna get tethered, and they're all gonna panic and like cast their heals and whatever. And you just laugh a bit, go back ten percent, bam, and jump in, and then do your tether. Mm. Because if if they see the Maev shadow going back, then the brain automatically goes, oh, okay, Maev was just faking us out, no worries. But that's yeah, when it's sure. unexpected. Mm-hmm. When they've already decided that you were faking out, that's when you jump in. Yeah. Um, no, I, def- yeah, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Saw this, I saw this specifically game three of um, uh, Zealots versus Tricked. I forget who's playing Zealots. On, I forget who's playing my Evelyn Zealots, but she did this and it won the game. Hands down. Oh, man. Because basically, that fake out caused uh, Trick to, to go up and do and look for another objective in the team fight. Um, but then suddenly, Maev was actually behind them. Like, like it wasn't just a fake out. And then, you know, bam, Warden's Cage, bam, Tether, um, mm. bam, 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 ulti, 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 team fight one, grab the immortal, grab the game. Yeah, right. So the ability for you to fake out your enemy is extremely important especially in uh, with a uh, hero with a cool dash like Maev or even Sylvanas but Sylvanas has the same thing he has those um, those wraithy shadow thing yep yep and I think every Sylvanas player who gets beyond maybe five games knows that those sentinels apart from doing like <laughs> pretty pretty shithouse damage what they can do is you just put them in the place where you want to be and you 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 never do like direct 90 degree you don't always do a wall jump sometimes you just you just keep going the way you're going and that and this is like the basics of juking mm-hmm. but every now and then when you get higher in sylvanas you start putting out the ghosts but then not reactivating it you don't always have to dash yep very true there's just sometimes and where you don't want to it's this fake up mentality which is the very core of um, appropriate juking and catching your enemies off guard, which is what, I mean, hey, it, 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 it won Zealots the um, the first game of the playoffs. So yeah. like, they're pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is it is very a very powerful tool to be able to catch people by surprise and do, and, you know, do what's unexpected. And I think it's really evolved, like the whole juking thing is that most people, you know, I, I, I say this with a, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Most people, I say most, of course. should be able to, you know, dodge dodge a bunch of skill shots and sort of anticipate what people want to do. And you get very good at anticipating what should happen. So, you know, you see the Mayab ghost, you're like, oh, yeah, she's going to try come in and tether us and do all this other bullshit. So, you know, watch out. And then when you see it get back, you're like, oh, no, it's fine. She's just, you know, you know doing it for exactly. way clear. And all of a sudden, bam, she's there. And, you know. It's, exactly, it, it is just this powerful thing and just this evolution of how what what people have come to expect. So I think exactly. this is just it, like you know just another thing, man. It, it was just that extra two seconds that the, that that might have waited that that really made it a surprise because I didn't actually expect it to go in either. I'm I'm like watching the game, I'm like oh yeah, she's just, just faking it out, and then mm. bam, she's out. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, man. It, 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 it is, it is learned... always crazy. Oh, yeah? 
It is a the, the other thing I learned from um, the other thing I learned from watching these guys mm -hmm. is you don't have to pick Phoenix if you don't want to. If you want to pick the butcher, just pick the fucking butcher. <laughs> well, it is something, man. I completely agree with that. It is something that I do like to say is that you know, not that we're like you know the the fountains of all like knowledge for esports and heroes, but yeah, of course, just man. I think, and for anyone that's like, you know, listening, anyone in the sound of my voice is just play what you want to play, you know, you'll be much better Definitely. at like playing a hero that you want to play as opposed to one that, you know, you should play or the one that, you know, is powerful that everyone's expecting. You're much better playing a hero that you enjoy because you're going to be into it. You're going to be trying to play your best and you'll most likely know all the ins and outs more than if you just play what's considered good or powerful or, you know, what has worked in the past. I really felt good about tricks, um, about tricks chances in game three, mm. like because they were going, they were about to win. Like, I, I I could feel the 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 pressure was on both sides, and like if the team fighters had gone another way, well, yeah, like I'd, I would have had to watch game four as well, basically. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. If only. If only. So. Over in crypto news, we have mm -hmm. an, we have time a couple for, of cool things that have happened. Time for some crypto talk. Yep, time for crypto talk. Um, first and foremost, we have Request Network. Now, Request is a coin that came out with. Um, they're called Y Combinator. They're an incubator for um, technology startups. Uh -huh. And if you don't know what Y Combinator is, they are the guys behind Hacker News. So they are, if you do a lot of software development, you've heard of Hacker News and you've heard of Y Combinator. Um, I can't think right now, but there's a bunch of startups that, that you've heard of. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know if it's Uber specifically, but if you think of technology companies, they they were probably incubated by Y Combinator. Like, like these are big guys. And Request Network was incubated by Y Combinator. Uh -huh. And their whole thing, as far as I can tell, is instead of because um, blockchain is a push payment system, uh -huh. which means that uh, the person spending the money decides I'm going to spend the money and I'm going to push it to this address, and the address just receives it. Yeah, sure. And this is a different paradigm to Mastercard because the way Mastercard works is Mastercard, um, the seller is making requests all the time. And you, the MasterCard buyer um, fulfills the request for money. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I see how that works. Yeah. And so Request is trying to do this with blockchain, basically. They, they want to they wanna put... They, they've written their contracts in such a way such that sellers are all listening nodes and they're, they are making requests... Um, they're making requests to all the wallets and saying, if you wish to use this product, well, we request this much. Uh -huh. um, and, and this is all apparently like, like I haven't done a deep dive on request yet. So I, I'm only going off their, um, their marketing spiel and yeah. Yeah. Just like any info that they can like have that's like uh, sitting around. Yeah, exactly. So the, the big news for Request this week, actually, is they have partnered with Wikimedia. Uh -huh. 
And who are they? So, Wikimedia, uh, the uh, media um, of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And basically, when you have um, like historical video footage and whatever, um, they'll, be, they'll be hosted on Wikimedia and then served through Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. This is this is as far as I understand. Like I, I, I might be wrong on this stuff because because uh, I haven't had that much of a chance to look into it. Yeah, sure. But they've decided to partner with Request for all of their donations. So as you know, Wikipedia does the yearly uh, Wikipedia donation drive, mm-hmm. and that, as far as I can tell, is going to be in part supported by Request at the moment, which is. Oh really? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude, that is really cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I, I'm not too sure specifically what the partnership's going to entail because it was only announced two days ago, so they're they're all a bit hush hush and uh, keeping it to the chest. So, yeah, the, so yeah, there's not right. that much information. Yeah, well, most people but, wouldn't want to like you know actively just you know tell everybody what their like business agreements are going to be until it's like yeah, finalized. Exactly. But the interesting thing about the request, because request isn't just a token, it's also a, it's also a network, which means that they, they're supporting other tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're supporting tokens such as um, Omisego and, D- and DGX, which are both very uh, popular cryptocurrencies. Yeah, cool. Um, and in other news, the other big thing that happened this week were was... Um, the AWS, the Amazon Web Services. So Amazon, they host a bunch of servers and uh, software as a service products. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what they're doing is basically you rent a server off them and then you host your website and then you will write a function, say, you'll write a function of code and then you say, I want this function to run at this domain address. And then you don't have to worry about what computer it's running on. You don't have to worry about the computer's uptime. You don't have to. The computer might not even exist, as far as you know. Yeah, right. All, the, but but AWS guarantees you that if somebody hits the endpoint, then the function will run and the customer will will be served. Mm-hmm. And this is this framework's known as a software as a service. It's been, it's it fast was a big buzzword about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And so. Amazon is a main competitor to a main competitor to Azure. That's the Microsoft um, Microsoft implementation of SaaS. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. So they're the big competitor. Yeah, yeah. So the, so where this becomes blockchainy is AWS have announced this week that they are now supporting blockchain templates. So that means you can have your own private blockchain. Um, Delivered to you, and I, I, I've actually got a, a cool one, two, three that they've said. Mm-hmm. Sign up for an AWS account, deploy a blockchain network with AWS blockchain templates, mm-hmm. start build, and number three, start building decentralized applications, probably with Solidity and Ethereum. Really? So this basically means that yeah. So this basically means that you can have your own private blockchain, which you can develop uh, distributed applications on. Yeah. Right. Oh. Also through AWS, all for the low price of not listed here. <laughs> <laughs> so to be determined. 
Yeah, it's it's TBD. But I will say that uh, portal.azure.com. If you go with the Microsoft Ethereum consortium, uh, they cost about sixty bucks a month. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be in a um, similar range. Yeah. It'll be a similar range to that. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, like, if you're thinking, um, if you're in personal use, sixty bucks a month. That's actually quite a. It's actually quite a drop in the pond. But if you're a, if you're a company, or you have an idea for a distributed application that's going to make thousands a month, then, or you know, uh, t tens of thousands a month, or, or millions a month, or whatever, mm. then you're not worried about sixty bucks a month. No, you don't. Um, so so sixty a month is actually pretty cheap for what is basically um, it's an enterprise ready database more mm. or less and it, the, the, you have the same AWS guarantees of always on and, and blah 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 yeah right so you can and, have all these guarantees and you know for mm -hmm. a low price be able to you know create what you want and so the, and so the next thing you have to ask yourself is is this going away um, so what I can tell you is that they already have a couple of really awesome blockchain partners. Mm -hmm. um, AWS have partnered with JP Morgan, um, and they are deploying a blockchain um, called Quorum. Mm -hmm. And the idea of Quorum is that you have these banks have really weird agreements with each other regarding interest rates and guarantees and insurance and stuff like this. Yeah, and what they're doing is quorum's idea is we want to put the legalese of these agreements um into an automatically executing smart contract which is what it which is the main advantage of ethereum you can put you can put code in the blockchain uh -huh. so what's really interesting is that jp morgan and this this other mob called Cordova, and ah, uh, there's another one too, but I've forgotten it. But all these guys all now have private blockchains built off AWS blockchain templates, dude. And you can you can go to the GitHub's. You can see these guys are these guys are really serious about blockchain. So it's it's really good to see distributed ledger technologies like changing the world. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's just another step in the you know. Well, in the right direction as far as cryptocurrency is concerned, you know, and especially like the yeah. development of blockchain. And the and the last piece of news I have is um, there was a private New York City invite-only event uh, hosted this week, uh -huh. where Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg was there to promote Ripple. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I, I'm glad I'm glad Snoop Dogg was there to to promote yep. Ripple. So, Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg is down with the blockchain apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's ready to go. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to pay for your, uh, you know, you got to pay for things in uh, in all different ways, man. So I'm yeah. sure you know. So so Ripple, R R Ripple is a coin where like bank, uh, basically banks will trade with each other instead of going through a. Um, uh, Oh, there's a really weird financial term for this. So it's like a it's like a holding company. Like Visa has this this big holding company, and everyone puts their money into Visa, and like mm -hmm. you grab your money out when you can. Like, so clear, clearinghouse, clearinghouse. Yeah. Ripple is looking to try and replace clearinghouses between banks, basically. and and they can make a transaction in between countries in under two minutes. Oh wow! Okay, damn. 
Yeah, that's and that's lightning fast. Normally, clearing house takes three weeks. Yeah, jeez, that is a lot faster. Yeah. Yeah, man, that could be that and could so, be good. That could be like a yeah for those people that need it anyway. Oh uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who do because actually, ten percent of the world's population still don't have a bank. Um, and they don't have a, a, a secure place to store their money. And this is something that blockchain can help with. Mm, mm. Yep, yep, definitely, definitely. And all these things, are, you know, they're, they're, they're coming along. And it's, you know, it's something that, that I think should be developed a bit further. And it's, like, very exciting to see that um, that it is, dude. Mm. And uh, that's it for blockchain this week. Well, if that's it for blockchain, then I think it's time to wrap up this episode, dude. So, yeah, so um, that is you know, everything that we need to talk about. Um, just to make sure, if you guys want to contact us or uh, contact us, the email address for this episode, oh, well, for this podcast is chilledpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us over on Twitter. That's uh, Chilled Podcast at Chilled Cast. Um, have a look for any schedule updates. Um, we will be tweeting out when uh, different episodes come online, as well as any any differences in our schedule. So make sure to check that out. Um, as well, like like we said before in our news, we now have all of our episodes available at jhotroy.com slash chilledcast. So please head over to there if, if you want to um, go and see all of our catalog and make you know, keep up to date with everything. Um, and it is also available uh, on iTunes and on TuneIn at, at the moment. So please go and subscribe over there. Um, but not Google. We're not on Google. We're not on Google, so don't try to find us on Google. Thank you, Australian government. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Um, so that's it for the show. Joey, where can people find you again? You can find me at jhtray.com and you can also find me on GitHub at pubpenguin402 uh, uh, slash GitHub, you know. Yeah, at GitHub. Uh, yeah, uh, it's me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at OvalTeenGene. You can send me a tweet anytime um, if you want to ask any questions, uh, catch up, anything like that. All right. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. That brings us right to the end. Stay easy, stay breezy, guys. Yeah, take care, everyone.